All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of 10 Things I Hate About You. My name is Scott Spinelli, alongside Brian Yu here for a, I mean, calling this movie, even a movie, is sort of a disgrace to movies in general. <laughs> this week's episode is Drive Me Crazy, the 1999 American teen rom-com with Britney Spears. No, I'm sorry, not Britney Spears. That's You just may remember the song. This is the movie that you probably didn't see but are confusing it with the music video that you saw. This is the movie with Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier. We're going to get into all of it. Before we do, though, Brian, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Scott? I'm good. I'm good. I think this one was a pleasure in only that it was 90 minutes. I think that's a nice thing I can say about it to start off. That might be one of my five likes if we <laughs> <Yes>. do <laughs> It's tough. It, this one was tough uh, in a very different way, and I, I think that's kind of what's been fun about this. On a, for uh, for other reasons, it's been fun. This podcast, obvious reasons, it's been fun. But one has been that I don't think we've really repeated ourselves in terms of the experience that often. Like mm-hmm. this one was different for me because the bad ones we've done were bad in a really obvious way, like fun to rip apart. This yes. one is. I think we. Can, I could speak for you when I say this is bad, but in a in a very different way. Um, uh, yeah, it's bad in a way where like. Like when you described it as a romantic comedy, it's like, is it yeah, <laughs> right? It's, <laughs> it's it's like that old uh, Mike Myers SNL coffee talk skit where they're like, "This is a rom com film that's neither a romantic comedy nor a film." Discuss. Like, it's, yeah, it's none of the three <laughs> things that it purports to be. No, um, yeah, yeah, we could get it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, this this movie is. Ooh boy. Um, I'll let's do a quick summation of whatever I guess. You, I mean, there barely is a plot, but um, the. Yeah. The plot is essentially that there are two high school uh, neighbors who um, are sort of mortal enemies, I guess, and just after a series of events decide uh, that they are going to have a fake, they're going to go to each other to their like prom sort of thing as a fake to get back at who is unclear, um, and they eventually fall for each other, right? That's basically... Yeah, yeah, it's, sure. <laughs> it's, I mean, this movie is the equivalent of remember when Facebook first started and you didn't have a profile picture and it would just be a, your face with a question mark over it like that yep. that's what this movie is it is a blank profile picture of a movie uh let's let's get it going here let's do the coin flip and and, and yep. hopefully we both get dislikes <laughs> Oof, yeah all right so uh as usual heads uh, you you choose uh tails is me so let's do it all right so it's heads all right. I mean, this is a lock for me. I have many pages worth of, of dislikes, so I am taking those. Uh, mm. I just, I mean, I don't, there's one, there's maybe three things I liked about this movie, and uh, <laughs> I already said one of them, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, bef- like, I, like we normally do, though, I do like to find out, did you watch this movie when it came out? Do you have any remembrances of it? Yeah, uh, I I am pretty, I'm pretty sure i saw this in theaters oh boy. <laughs> yeah right and but i haven't seen it since it uh uh came out in theaters so it was kind of an interesting experience of like because nothing about this movie was really that memorable besides i guess our two leads but yeah I mean, we can get into it yeah it was it was tepid at best. Yeah, tepid at best is a, is a polite way to say it. I uh, I did not see this movie, and up until a little while ago, you could have completely Mandela affected me into telling me <laughs> that this movie never <laughs> actually existed, and that in reality, uh, it was just the mu- the music video that you were thinking of the entire time. Uh, yes. So yeah, I, I I absolutely did not see this movie. This was the first time I saw it, uh, and I wish I, I I mean I'm gl- I guess I'm glad I did for this podcast, but not in uh, as it relates to the scope of the rest of my life. Um, sure, yeah. 
All right, let's do a little intro music. It's coming in right now. You can hear it, right? Yeah, that's it. So we're going to have that intro music play for just a few ticks longer, and then we'll come back with 10 things we like and don't like about Drive Me Crazy. All right, so it's October 1st, 1999. Brian Yu has just come out of the theaters from seeing this movie. Did you go on a date? I was curious while the intro music was playing, or did you go with friends? Do you have any yeah. recollection of the actual experience uh, in the theater going to see this? I, no, I legit don't remember any of it, but you <laughs> saying that it was October 1st, I guess, because my birthday is October 8th, so... Oh, no, no! So I must have <laughs> gone to see this for my 13th birthday, oh right? Like. God. <laughs> that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Right? That's the only thing that like would make sense, right? Is yeah, that if no, this came it out in October, yeah, then probably for my birthday I went to go see this movie. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, listen, at the time it kind of does make sense, right? The Britney Spears song was super hot. I mean, yeah, like, and like I I was a big fan of Sabrina Teenage Witch. Yeah, um, and we had grown up. up with her. Clarissa explains it yeah. all too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was like a fan of Melissa Joan Hart, so that was like an easy sure, sell for thirteen-year-old sure. Brian. Yeah. Oh my god! But knowing what became <laughs> of you and what became of this movie. Well, th this realization that I'm having that I probably went to go see this on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! Oh uh, man! I mean, in fairness, I know you already said it, but feel free to use that as one of your likes. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, Brian. We start with the likes as we always do, and you were uh, you drew the short straw, so. Yeah. Let's hear like number one for Drive Me Crazy. Sure. So like number one, you know, I I think the leads are, are pretty, like, they're kind of charming, right? I mean, I think... Hard pass from on, a, on your life. Uh, yeah. Yep, hard pass. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I guess from a, from, from a casting director perspective, right, I could see why, you know, these two people would you would bring him into a room for like a chemistry test and you'd be like, Oh, okay. They work on screen together. And so <laughs> I realize this is like really backhanded compliment of the movie, but yeah, both, both Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier. Yeah. They were fine for me. Fine, <laughs> it was like, yeah, it wasn't a home run. It was like a home run, but it was like a bloop single. You know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, listen, there were moments when they were all right. Moments. But... Yes, the moments. Yes, it, it it was. It didn't extend throughout the whole movie, but there were little tiny scenes where I was like, oh, okay, like there's some fun banter, and you know, like I, I can kind of see why they would like each other. But yeah, yes, I, I think. I mean, even that's a reach, frankly. <laughs> I mean. It, all right, I don't even. I have so much. It's hard. To, I mean, you might just have to cut me off. But like, oh well, yeah. that's why I'm keeping mine short because yeah. I want to go into <laughs> your points, and I'm sure we have very similar points. Yeah, I'll, I'll start out with the very obvious one as my first dislike. These two characters didn't drive one another crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were never that annoyed at one another. They didn't drive each other no. crazy. So I, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, they uh, you're you're entirely right because they don't really establish like the the conflict between the two characters. Because there ever. isn't one. They like mildly yeah. grew apart. That's yeah. it. I mean, like, right. that's that's all it there actually, is. It, it actually kind of reminded me of um Can't Hardly Wait with uh the Seth Green Lauren Ambrose like where they sort of established that they were friends previously and then like so, like an incident occurred and they drifted apart and like we talked about how their character journeys like it felt real like you you believe that they were childhood friends and now they weren't 
at no point in this entire movie did I think that they were like at once friends, an incident happened, and then they drifted apart. Yeah, because they don't give you any reason. At the fifty-five minute mark, you find out his mom died, and that that like, <laughs> like that that was obviously a very seminal moment for him. But the way right. in which they unmask that is horrific. Yeah. So yeah. Um, my I have many similar points to this drive me crazy thing. But the reason why the title really doesn't make sense is because originally this movie was not called Drive Me Crazy. It was called Next to You originally, and it was changed after one of the songs from the soundtrack, the Britney Spears song that everybody knows was put onto the soundtrack was really big and then they changed it to drive me crazy sort of as like a push towards that and a fun little nugget from imdb which i could not verify this so i don't know if it's true but in fairness if it is true melissa joan hart would probably have this scrub from the internet which is that <laughs> melissa joan hart did not like the name change and tried to talk the studio out of it because she was worried that britney's music career would take off or excuse me would rather not take off and that the movie would thus become outdated quickly <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Talk about wow. a swing and a miss from MJH. I mean, good yeah. Lord. But I don't well, think this Britney her, character her instinct, is going to last. <laughs> her instinct about Britney Spears' career was wrong, but her instinct about the name change was correct, though, yes. I would say. Yes, right. but her reasoning is I mean, you can't yes. take credit for that. Yes, her reasoning was off. I agree. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like saying, I think, oh, someone's going to hit a home run here in this game, and you predicted in the first inning, and it happens three games later. It's like, same two teams. It's like, no. Yeah. No, come no, on. Yeah. <laughs> Not right. exactly right. Yeah, the name doesn't make any sense next to you also doesn't really evoke any emotion but it's created off of the book which is called how i created my perfect prom date um and that title makes sense but again as i researched this a little further apparently they took out a ton of shit from that book like it's yeah. barely the same again in imdb oh, really? yeah in imdb <laughs> they say there are many differences between the film and the book uh, including the characters histories relationships to each other and the plot are all changed you know what that means it's not based off the book anymore yeah so then what even what, what did they even keep like the character names yeah okay this <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> i'll tell you a quick little aside here so i wrote a manuscript that i sent to an editor once right and the editor hated it so much. The only two things that she liked in this long list, and I paid her for this, were that she liked the names of the two characters in the, in the manuscript. I was like, all right, well, I guess that means it sucks then because at a certain point, if you hate the plot but you like the characters, I was like, that, yeah. the characters' names, that really is... Yeah, and the characters' names are the same, by the way. Uh, that, is, that is not well, changed from it, the book. It, it's funny you even shared that anecdote because... I did not know what Melissa Joan Hart's character name was until like the last like 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it, it, I went almost the whole movie. I was like, what is her name in this movie? Like I could not place it. And then somebody finally was like, Nicole. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that okay. connects to another dislike of mine. But for, <laughs> at the sake of not going too far along here, you go to, you, you get yeah. another like. All right. My, so my next like was I kind of liked uh, the two friend characters, Ray and Dave. I mean, they they were fine to me, right? Like as uh, far again, as again, like, another hard friends, another but... hard task for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were like, like again, I'm not going to defend their characterizations because that actually is one of my dislikes. I just did not understand who they were supposed to be or like what their character arcs so then what were, did you like but, about them then what's the i like? mean i i didn't i'm grasping at straws here <laughs> to put something to actually that i actually enjoyed about this movie okay but, i'm i'm i'm, yeah. cu I'm cutting yeah, you yeah, off no, you here because off. <laughs> yeah because here's i had this written as like what's the difference between those two can you if i mix them up would you even be able to tell they oh, look they kind of oh, yeah. look the same they had yeah. they, they act the same randomly if i told you that ray was dave and dave was ray you would have never known 
It, no, it's it's not. They're, they're the same person. One of them is the drunk driver kid, and one of them is not, basically. Yeah. But I could tell you that the other one was and the other one wasn't, and I don't know if you would have known. No, definitely not. All right, which then brings you to me to my second dislike. <laughs> None of this movie makes any goddamn sense. <laughs> it's, there's, it's not, it's not confusing. It just doesn't make sense. Like there's no, no real rhyme or reason for why anyone is doing anything. Um, the motivations are completely without. Uh, they don't have any drive behind them. Like why? Okay, here. I mean, there's so many things to pick from, but why is it that Adrian Grenier thinks, even for a millisecond, that uh, Ali Larder is going to uh, be interested in him when he's with uh, Nicole? Why? Why would that work? Yeah, and, and, it's and like, yeah. It, 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 that should never work. The two, she hates that kind of girl, Nicole. And are they dating? Are they not dating? Does Nicole actually like, you know what I mean? Like, th there's so many parts of it. Like, just the motivations in general don't really make any sense. No, I, yeah. I, one, one of the things I wrote down, uh, I think, uh, to your point, is that, like, scenes just kind of just start and end abruptly, right? Like, there's oh no... Oh, God, yes. There's, like, no connective tissue. Like, there's no through line. Like, just things happen, and characters talk to each other, and then they move on. And, yeah, like, like you said, like, the motivations are questionable. Like, I... Um, why anything is happening <laughs> I, I like had a hard time parsing through seriously what uh, explain to me why it is that she thinks that the guy who asked someone else out is going to now be jealous of her for taking out essentially the school reject like why yeah. why would that make why would that really good looking tall basketball player dude care about that like that doesn't yeah well it's like the movie's filled with those kinds of moments right like like you know there's a there's a part where like a classmate sees uh, Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier like out together, like you know, um, yeah, what was in the that? convertible. And then like the next scene is like her asking about their relationship in the classroom. And then, the, uh, but like that doesn't connect to really anything Nothing. else, right? Like, no, like, like in a different movie, like you know, the school would be buzzing about their relationship, right? To establish that like everyone's so shocked about like these two misfits being together or but even something with... you know you know within the universe of the movie right like it's like what like you know that scene would lead into something else but it, it just like didn't like it was just inserted in there yeah but even within the construct of the movie it's like sort of unclear are they dating or are they just friends like they don't even seem to know sometimes yeah. they are sometimes they're like oh no 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 we're just here to like let people know that we're friends it's yeah. it's I have a yeah. Okay. They needed a scene. They needed a scene like where it was like um uh like setting up like no like we're gonna go on dates and this is a thing we're doing right it, like it needed that like almost like that she's all that scene yes. where like they established yeah. the sort of parameters of the movie yeah yeah I again I could keep going but that'll be my third dislike <laughs> give me give me a like you do have one like that you do need to hit here I think that we all need oh, to hit. Okay. yeah but go ahead all right yeah so my my next like was um so. I was uh, I surprisingly enjoyed the music in this movie beyond just the Britney Spears song. Well, that's yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But like, I I kind of liked this. Um, it was like that, like '90s alt, you know, uh, kind of like the pre-emo, uh, you know, soundtrack. 
uh, it wasn't like the obvious 90s music. So I was like, kind of like, I was digging the music at least for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the Britney Spears song. I, the, I, I have, I don't know her catalog extensively, but I, that I could, I, I'm probably, I can imagine two specific people who will probably slam me for this, but I, I think um, th that might be one of my favorite songs of hers of all time. I actually just learned today that, um, that, uh, the the that remix of the song is not the original version of Drive Me Crazy. Mm. Uh, there's an original, different version of it that was on the album, and then they made this remix separately. But mm. um, yeah, oh, I, interesting. I did not know that. Um, but yeah, the I yeah, the, the music is better as it relates to the music. I will say one funny thing about this movie is that it seems like in a world that we live in now, where everything is either a sequel or a um, a spinoff, right, of something else. This movie yeah. feels like it's a spinoff for like three different elements. One oh. element is. It's the spinoff of the music scene from 10 Things I Hate About You that um, uh, Julia Stiles' friend uh, Julia Stiles' friend is in and Julia Stiles' yeah. character likes. Yes. Um, it's also a spinoff from Melissa Joan Hart's character from uh, Can't Hardly from Wait. Can't Hardly Wait, yep. yeah. It's as if she got her, that character got her own movie. Yep, um, yep. Yeah, and there was one other that I'm forgetting right now, but yeah. The, yeah. Uh, my other one would be, it feels like a spinoff of Allie Larder's character from Varsity Blues. Yeah, uh-huh, right? yes, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, the movie uh, is like, it's derivative in the weirdest way. <laughs> it is derivative in the weirdest way. Uh, there's like, because uh, uh, like, even the mechanisms of the movie, like it's somewhat like Mean Girls, right? Like yes. the, yeah, yeah. the nerd going, uh, like infiltrating the like cool kids and like you know there's like a weird like part where you're almost like wait is he trying to sabotage the friend group from within like so yeah it is like derivative of like a lot of like different movies all, uh, like mashed together yeah my third dislike is going to be sort of kind of summarizing what we what we've been hinting at here is that this movie feels like it is uh the equivalent of putting your music on shuffle Right. Like it is just mm. it is they had a bunch of scenes. They hit that the shuffle button and then whatever came out, came out uh, yes. because the order like I, I just wrote down. I have a I have a list here of scenes that make no sense. Um, <laughs> uh, the hot air balloon scene. Are you no, the hot are you air are you are you kidding me? The hot air balloon scene. First of all, it's like 90 seconds. She walks into a field pretty soon. Yep. She's in a hot air balloon with her yep. father who, I mean, yeah, that, again, father didn't need to be there, uh, you know, just could have been gone. Hot air balloons, crazy. Yeah. How about the entire thing with that girl Divine or Divine? Yeah, what the that hell was weird. Was, what was that? That moment where they're at the on the gorge and she yep. she confesses to him? I'm like, I honestly, yeah. I, I thought to myself, I don't know if I've even seen you yet. Have we seen yeah. her? I don't, I don't think so. I think they talked about her, right? Like, yes. I think they mentioned her, but that was like the first time, like, she actually had uh like a speaking like you know like a single basically right yes. the first time she got a single in the whole movie yeah and it which leads you to believe one of two things again either this movie was being played on shuffle or <laughs> these are the worst filmmakers ever right because <laughs> because there's no way that you could just have this this scene with between this divine character that ostensibly we barely know and then the other main character of the film and expect us to care about her when we don't even yeah. know who she is. Yeah. I don't know who she especially is. Especially the moment, especially that moment that they have, right? That moment of like, like, oh, like I was an outsider too. And like, I know, like, you know, I know what you're doing. Are you happy? You know, like, you know, like the conversation they have is like so 
bizarre and out of left field. Yes, everything and, like, is completely out of left field with this movie. I mean, yeah. how about the scene where it just gets randomly like violent, like American <laughs> History X out of nowhere, where in the car. Oh, with the, in the car? <laughs> what is that? I mean, like that literally got violent where that kid, that Dave got his head smashed into the car. Yep. And then the yeah. girl brings out Mace. It's like, what yep. the f- what happened yeah. here? What movie am I watching? I mean, I yeah. said that many times out loud. What movie am I watching right now? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. I. I why are the fi- friends filming everything? Um, yeah. Every they never really. Yeah, they yeah. paid it off, but with the little film, but that didn't mean anything. How about the fact that they slipped in the Nazis into this movie? What oh, was that? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? I, I mean, listen. I, I'm not. So I'm not. I'm a pretty lenient guy. You know that. Like, I, and like, I will find things that not everybody else finds funny. I've got a loose sense of, of humor. Yeah. And I'm not saying like you can't ever show that, but like in a high school movie, like, th- did they really think that was the best editorial choice to show that well, these characters are are sheep essentially to show them goose stepping <laughs> down? The, the the boulevard that was the best way they this kid thought to portray that and then the movie maker said yeah nazis whatever fine yeah yeah there's a nazi um, rally in this movie i mean come on yeah. so, so, so i was gonna save this uh for for the end but uh, i think this might be a good time like you know the thing that like i feel like um maybe what happened if i had to are you uh, explaining make an you explaining the nazi part no, no, no! I'm just explaining the movie, like why the movie is the way it is. Like, okay, like, so it it almost feels to me, right, that like, like everyone working on the movie was making a different movie, right? Like, it, like the movie <laughs> didn't like, cause right, cause the movie doesn't really have an identity to it, right? It almost feels like the person who wrote the movie thought in his mind, right, like I'm making this kind of movie, and then the director on the day of the shoot was like in his mind was like, no, I'm making this other kind of movie. The actors were like, no, like I'm in this, you know, like teen comedy, like, you know, or like teen drama really. And then the editor putting the movie together thought that, that the movie was something completely different as well. So you have like all these people, right? Cause like, cause I'm with you where like, sometimes the movie feels like, oh, it's trying to be, she's all that 10 things I hate about you, like teen, comedy and then like other times the movie feels like like ghost world election like black comedy you know type thing and that's where like i yeah the nazi thing right like there's a moment in the movie where like they try and talk about like you know how high school is so fascist and pep rallies are you know like this like the like the um the subtext behind pep rallies and this counterculture like perspective, but like it doesn't, yeah, like it doesn't fit anything else in the movie. It just like comes out of left field and completely yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this movie essentially, there are elements to it where you could see how it could have been a solid high school movie, right? Of its yeah. time. And it, it what, what, what the result was essentially the bizarro version of uh, the, the, um, not another date movie or whatever that parody movie version yeah, of it. Yeah, because the it's it's because it's all the worst parts of date movies and rom com movies, except it's not ironic or funny, 
And no. it is it is completely at best it's confusing is the nicest thing you yes. could say about it. And and yeah. to your point, this movie basically could have used one meeting between all of the production staff where they yeah, all could right. have gotten like, on the same page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think um, I made you watch the trailer before we started this, and I think that's a perfect example, right? The trailer for this movie is a completely different movie. Yes. It's not the yes. movie that we got. So it was like like so like what is this movie even supposed to be right like uh, yeah like uh i had that same internal monologue where i was like what am i watching right now like what kind of movie were they trying to make here yeah i i would urge anyone uh who wants to watch this movie for some reason but if you do want to watch this movie watch the trailer first brian's exercise was a good one it's two minutes and watch it first because you'll you'll go into the movie thinking okay if this is what they deliver on this isn't half yeah. bad this is not half bad yeah it's right. not, it's not what they delivered on. It's no. It, it is <laughs> what they actually deliver is so not what the marketing was. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bizarre. All right. Uh, yeah. This is like number four for you, right? Yeah. Like number four. Um, this, this is a really dumb thing, but I I liked the designated hitter. Yes, I had that in here too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I personally don't agree with it because I like the designated hitter, but I appreciate his passion and I appreciate his his perspective. It again, like t talk about coming out of left field, like it, like like is it supposed to like establish his character as like multifaceted that he can talk about, you know, uh, the counterculture beatnik stuff, but then he also has these strong opinions about the designated hitter rule. I, I don't know, but... Yeah, and um, also, yeah. were they in Detroit? Is that the idea, why he brings up Cecil Fielder? Like, it was... Oh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't quite place where this movie was supposed to take place. Well, it was filmed in Utah, which is basically like a blank uh, canvas, okay. I guess, but yeah, it... Um... Gotcha. Because they do talk, like, about the East Coast, quote-unquote, as, like, a faraway place. So, yeah, yeah I the, guess, yeah. There isn't much to give it away as to, like, specifically where it is, but... Uh, yeah. So that'll lead me but, to dislike number four. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Did you have more to say about the DH? No, I'm sorry. just... No, just the DH speech. I agree <laughs> I with you. Like I did, right? I had the DH argument in as one of my things. Um, yeah. I, uh... My dislike number four, which would tie right into that, is uh, everything Adrian Grenier does. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I, he's, in, in, in life. Right? Yeah, no, yeah he's, I'm sure he's a wonderful man. Uh, yeah. I this He's the reason why I didn't really like Entourage. He was the worst part mm. of Entourage to me. Um, mm. And I, I'm in the minority of men of our age who didn't love Entourage. I know that like... Oh, it's, well, that's why we're friends. Yeah. I didn't like it either. I didn't, I, it bothered me almost <laughs> incessantly. Um, yeah. But I would say in a show that was annoying, he was one of the most uh, least interesting parts, most annoying characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would have to agree. And it was also clear, I, I always thought that if Entourage was even remotely funny, it was unintentionally because the whole idea of the show is the best actor, famous actor, is the worst actor on the show. Um, mm -hmm. And in this movie, it is so evident to me of like a kid, the idea of him trying to sound so smart, the speeches sounded so rehearsed. No I one know. Just, he, it was like Aaron Sorkin uh, dialogue being barfed out by somebody who certainly couldn't handle the chops for it and yeah uh it was rough to me most of his scenes felt he did have some moments he had some um and he does convey that sort of dark brooding thing because he's a good-looking guy that in a non-traditional sense right yeah um, yeah so he carries that but like mo more often than not when he had to speak uh i wasn't feeling it and no. <laughs> i just didn't really think he was good in pretty much anything that it, that he did uh, in the movie, and that's a problem when he's the second leading actor yeah. in the film. Yeah, again, it was like it was like a like a mismatch between like 
dialogue and actor and tone and completely shooting style Mm -hmm. right like all of those elements like just like did not fit because yeah i'm like it did like i one of my notes was that the dialogue like the in the writing of the movie it it like tries to be punchy right like it has that effort of like being like uh, uh in that like 10 things i hate about you kind of banter but everything's so flat and and i think that's him though yeah. but i mean we've seen enough of him to know that that's kind of yeah. him i mean there's a reason yeah, that's why kind of his thing yeah <laughs> like all those other entourage people or most of them have done other stuff he barely does anything because i just don't think he's a very good actor it's not i mean yeah. you know i mean like like even the line in the trailer that actually made it to the movie where she says i can't have uh, I can't have it look like I'm paying someone to be uh, yeah. my boyfriend. And he goes, wait a minute, I could be getting paid for this? He delivers the line so quietly and so unintelligibly that you yeah. honestly don't even hear it. And it's not – like I, I can imagine when they were filming this, they must have said to him, Adrian, listen, I, I know we've done this take like 10 times, but I'm going to ask you again. Please <laughs> speak up. We cannot yeah. hear you when you're saying that line. <laughs> it's supposed to be a joke, and no one can laugh, bud, if we can't yeah. hear you. So you got to That's deliver. actually – Oh, I, I'm glad you said that. That uh, like, because I was having a hard time placing like what my particular nit was about the dialogue and and the performance. And you're totally right. I like he didn't enunciate any any of the lines, so like it all just sounded like a run-on sentence. And yeah, like it, when when you have to try and deliver jokes, you know. A lot of jokes are timing based, right? Yes, it's <laughs> so. almost like there was no periods in the script. There was yeah. no periods and no commas, so he didn't know no, when to yeah. stop or when to yeah. pause. Like the only bit I thought he delivered really convincingly was the little speech about that. And again, this this scene makes no sense why it's in the movie when he randomly gives a, 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 a diatribe about what is his what makes a perfect date. Um, that yeah. little scene again, it doesn't make sense because why would they ask him? Why would those girls right. ask him? Uh, why? How does he have that so prepared? Also, he doesn't no, seem right. to care about dating in a traditional sense. So why is he answering with all of those perfect like answers? He, yeah, it, it, yeah, none of it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like he he had he like rehearsed the entire thing. Yeah, but so, yeah. in that moment, that was like a in terms of delivering lines. Well, it was clear. It was concise. <laughs> he said it. He delivered it well. It didn't make sense, but he delivered yeah. it well. Uh, right. So yeah, he is dislike number four for me. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap it up with of the likes and yeah. dislikes here. Like number five, what do you got? Yeah, like like number five, I'm gonna go the really shallow route and just say that Ali Larder is very attractive. You know, she's not my type. It's so weird. I saw her and I was I, I, I in in Varsity Blues too. I'm like, is this one of those ones where I just don't quite get it? But uh, yeah, I, it's and, very simple as that. I don't have anything else. No, I don't blame you. All right, let's get to the fifth dislike here. Yeah. Um. Oh God. Um. Okay. So. I've kind of summed up the idea that none of this makes any sense, right? Like, um, I mean, I can go into more things that don't make sense in the quick hitters, but this one bothers me to no end. This, And I'm going to go into all the different parts that don't make sense. That whole basketball scene was awful. <laughs> okay, first of all, is it not enough that this big kid is a terrible actor? He also can't shoot up. He can't shoot or dribble either. Like, um, you know, it. I get it sometimes when they do baseball or football uh, movies where it's a little harder to capture that on film. Yeah, uh, it's like more skill-based. Yeah, yeah right, dribbling yeah. a basketball is not that hard. I mean, like, especially <laughs> when all the defenders are actors who are not going to get in your way. You know what I mean? Like, You're right. Yeah, um, right. Th- this, he couldn't dribble, so that was a problem for me. <laughs> I didn't like, okay, I'm just going to tick off the things that were ridiculous. That gym was yeah. way too big. I mean, it was, that was like a, 
professional gym that they were playing in. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like that. Um, yeah, there I, was like multiple concourse levels. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, I didn't like that the cheerleaders, I don't know if you noticed this, they all had different outfits on and some of them were just wearing orange yeah. shirts. And yeah. <laughs> almost like that scene that got into the movie was an outtake or um, like a stand. A rehearsal. A rehearsal or scene. Like a re yeah, it, it felt like a rehearsal scene, yeah. <laughs> I'm watching it, I'm like, wait a minute, that can't be right. Like six of these cheerleaders have cheerleader outfits on and the other ones are just wearing denim skirts and orange t-shirts. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Especially like because they established that the school is so organized otherwise, right? Like they have this professional looking morning announcement set up, yes. right? Like. And you know, like the like they have uh this beautiful campus, but then yeah, then their cheerleaders don't have the money for uniforms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it, that didn't make the movie bad, but it's just emblematic of like how little yes, attention agreed. was paid to detail here. And, yeah. and we're not sexualizing the cheerleaders. It's just it would be like if some of the basketball players were just wearing jean shorts. You know? Oh, <laughs> it, yeah, it was just weird. Yeah, it, I agree. Yeah. Um, and then, do you remember what the uh? what the uh the the rally cry was from the from the crowd i don't know it was like something fight something it right? was three words go fight win that was the battle <laughs> the battle cry okay and i, I mean again how generic do you have to be go fight yeah. win that's yeah. it that's all you could come up with how about just whatever the mascot is go blanks yeah. how about that yeah right yeah Go fight win is like something you say as a joke when you're like pretending to not care. That's right. what the Adrian Grenier character would have said as a joke to his friends, like "Go fight win," you know, because he doesn't want to or remember. Like it's, it's like you know, like in when you're doing the first draft of the screenplay and yes. you just write like "Go fight win," you know, replace later. Yes, that whole scene had a lot of replace later's in it. Uh, that yes. were just like this. Kid. This whole movie felt like a lot of like replace laters <laughs> that they forgot to replace, and then they showed up on set and they're like, "I guess we're just filming this this yep, way." It's right? too late now, huh? I guess we're in it, right? Um, and then the fact that Adrian Grenier just suddenly gets into it because of a, dis a, de a designated hitter argument. Uh, all of a sudden, now he's like <laughs> super into the game uh, when he hated oh, his whole well, life. Yeah, I thought yes, that was I. I legit laughed at the movie. Uh, not with the movie, but I laugh at the movie when he gives that argument and then he gets like a fist pound for making a good argument, <laughs> yes. right? And also like a high school kid would go, I disagree with you, bro, but great point about the DH. Like that's not a thing. It's <laughs> not a thing. And you know what? I'm going to go into a sixth dislike here because I remembered my no, one please, of my yeah. major dislikes was that it, it ties into the does it make sense thing here. But the even if you say, oh, I completely understand this movie, which we'd have to have a separate conversation. Ugh, but yeah. if you did... How do you explain the main turnaround from Adrian Grenier, where or Grenier, whatever, when he, mm. the, the whole thing, right, is that he is back with Ali Larder. It's clear that he's not loving it, but he's back with her. The moment right. when it changes, typically there's a moment, maybe he hears a song that he uh, heard. Yeah. It's all it is yeah. is him going into that restaurant or club or whatever with Ali Larder. She walks in further. He stares at her as he does to many t many times in the movie where he just blankly stares off into space. <laughs> and there's that's it. And then he just he decides you don't hear any reason as to why he decided to rescue Melissa Joan Hart. Like why yeah. did it, what that's the crux of the movie, the turning point, the climax. Right. Why? Right, right. Why did it change? Nothing happened. Yeah. No, that you're 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 right. I can't I can't think of I can't think of what 
what was like the catalyst. That's what I mean. Nothing. It's not even yeah. like I'm nitpicking at. Oh, that wasn't enough of a thing to happen. I, I'm yeah. stating that nothing happened. Yeah, he, simply... he literally just sees her and like just like internally just has a epiphany. Yeah. Yes, and again to the point of like there was like stuff that seemingly was. We'll put a pin on it and we'll get to it later. Like he, when he was staring at Ali Larder, I would have even settled for a, a dream sequence or in his head him <laughs> saying something like, "Man, I, I really do miss Nicole." Nothing. He's just staring. Yeah. And if I have right. to watch one more scene, uh, sorry, dislike number seven of these <laughs> of Melissa Joan Hart or him staring into yeah. space. Yeah. Or just simply not answering. Or at each other. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or just not answering questions that are asked of them directly. How many times right. did that happen in the movie where someone would say something to one of the two of them and they just wouldn't answer? They just yep. As if the script ran out and they were just like, well, I, I can't answer this because it hasn't been written for me yet. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> how do you not have a resolution? <laughs> There's no resolution. Right? In every one of these movies, the main character realizes... I mean that's movie writing. That's script yeah. writing. I mean even 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 his like big um big showy like uh, finale right like with the with the statue or whatever right Which also like, isn't he, a statue but yes no but yeah, right it's not a statue but uh like even that like I did I, like I didn't understand like why that would endear him to Melissa Joan Hart yes right? he doesn't right? like, does he apologize Do, yeah, does she apologize right? no like. Neither side really apologizes. Yeah, and... like him just showing up on the statue and then like all of our characters have this realization like where it's like cuz like right Ray asked her to the to the centennial, right? So then Ray has that realization of like, "Oh no, these people belong together. I should see myself out." And then Melissa Johar has a realization like, "Oh no, like he's the one I should be with." Yeah, right? Like they all have these character realizations in like these really bizarre moments with no like with no setup yeah and no, ex payoff. And, yeah, yeah. no explanation like the, I, the these movies are quick for a reason they're not going to give you a ton of explanation on all these characters which is fine yeah. i guess but at the very least give me anything literally yeah anything i, I again right. and i say literally in the actual meaning of the word i would have taken right anything over what i got in terms of yeah. the explanation as to why it, these people it got all resolved uh yeah and then my two okay so, i'm sorry we're, we're, we're gonna <laughs> yeah, keep, no, going. keep going, keep yeah, going. Uh, this is um the other one is uh the, the motivation like what constitutes friendship in this world right like <laughs> like <laughs> melissa joan hart's uh, friend from 10 Things That's I Hate right. About You yeah, uh, yeah. is like randomly in the beginning of the movie speaks in headlines only and then also uh, towards the end of the movie is sort of evil but then also doesn't apologize because she just wants to be evil. At least in She's All That, you like th that main uh, character was evil for a reason. Like she was the, the sort of the bitch, so to speak. But yeah, right. this character isn't that. And then why does Dave's best friend, or excuse me, um, Adrian's best friend. What's Adrian's character's name? I don't even. Uh, Chase. Uh, Chase. Yeah. yeah. Why does Chase? Uh, why does his best friend want to ask out this girl? Like, what is that? Well, it, it, in the beginning of the movie. So again, like this is, I think, why the the movie uh, didn't work for us on multiple levels. So he, there's like this random scene where he's like, oh, like. If you if you end up not having a date, I'll take you. Like kind of like one of those like. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. So 
but like but again like it doesn't like there's no setup or like explanation right like it like you don't even they appear not to be friends right obviously they don't run in the same social circles so like the the scene in the beginning of the movie it doesn't feel like something that's going to pay off right so then like i get why it didn't connect to you right like at the very end where he ends up picking her up right like none of it feels like set a payoff right so absolutely yeah, co absolutely correct um and then i also did not understand uh the internet dating thing that was really bizarre that like the way that all oh, came yeah. together that was such a lame yeah. payoff i mean there was a payoff there but that was so lame the yeah. way that happened but again, like yeah but again like yeah it just like it doesn't like it just doesn't like mean very... anything. It doesn't mean yeah, anything. It do, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, could this movie have lower stakes? Is it possible? Like, I don't... <laughs> like, and again, I know it's a high school movie, but, like, at least in these other ones, there's the high... There's, the stakes are, like, quote-unquote love. You know, true true love. This isn't even that. Like, the characters yeah. don't even really like each other. And then my final dislike is that the idea that this movie ends with some vague quasi-incest joke... Is oh well, <laughs> so absurd. Well, we we've done quite a bit of these where there's like the step sibling dynamic, yeah, right? I like, mean, what yeah. the f what is that? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The nineties seemed like they were obsessed with this, like yeah, the quasi incest step siblings being into each other. This is the third movie out of eight that we've done where there's been <laughs> a not subtle joke about yeah. stepbrothers and or, or cousins and you know yeah. like, what is that? What the hell is that? And, yeah. and 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 I guess the only payoff for it was the entire movie I wrote down for like why are these why are her parents acting like aliens like this entire movie? Right? Oh the dad I did not understand that scene with the dad, right? Where like it's like, oh are you high? And then they just repeat are you high seven times yeah. at each other yes what like, was that could they like, have been less I, yeah yeah i couldn't get whether they were trying to make that a comedic scene right where it was like the the joke was they're just repeating the same line at each other yeah. or if it was yeah. supposed to be like an actual like father son you know dramatic scene i like couldn't i didn't understand the the point of it Okay, these are my quick hitters. I swear to God, they're quick. First is uh, <laughs> the halter top that she wears in the very beginning. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? She's going to school in something where she's got basically a bra on. Um, yeah. And I watched an interview where she even made fun of that later. Melissa Joan Hart, like, oh, as wow. an adult. She was just like, yeah, I would have should have never worn that. As a, My parents would have never let me wear that to actual yeah. school. Um, the other things... Uh, when at one point in the very beginning, when uh, when they do the sprinklers, uh, Chase Hammond says something like, um, uh, "Drink your mocha chinos." And then throughout the movie, he's drinking coffee regularly. Uh, yes, that pissed me off. Um, the other thing was uh, when Ali Larder uh, says to him, "Oh, didn't expect to see you here." And I, I wished he had said to him, "Well, it's the only uh, bar we go to, so where <laughs> the hell else would I have been?" <laughs> where, what do you mean you didn't expect to see me here? It's the yeah, only place right. anyone in the school goes to. This is yeah. th it, no, there's nowhere else to go. All right, I know you probably have some, so hit me, please. Well, actually, uh, I think we've covered every, <laughs> okay. all of all of my dislikes. Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. I just, I dude, I I wrote down a I wrote down a little speech uh, that I I. <laughs> 
I'll just do you want to share it? Do you want to I'm going to take out the F words, but I basically just said, what what is this movie? It's one of the laziest, most ill-conceived, shoddily put together, poorly executed movies of all time. The plot lines make no sense. The motivations make no sense. The ultimate resolution makes no sense. The reason the characters basically do anything makes no sense. The friendships make no sense. The side plots are completely forced. The two best friends are identical and could have easily been one person. The relationships between the parents and the kids feel as if multiple scenes could have been cut out. If I saw one more goddamn scene where they just stare blankly in a space where they don't answer a question asked of them by another character, I would have screamed. Important characters characters come and go with little reason or explanation. The fact that the ending punchline of this joke is that these two may ultimately be involved in some sort of weird off-brand incest is symbolic of how idiotic this entire thing is. End quote. Thank you. That's yeah, a, that's that's my golf club. Thank you. I felt I wrote that all in like at like two in the morning uh, last night. <laughs> it's a stream of consciousness. It just, really was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're ready to move on, I'm happy to. But if you've got I, some I hitters, um, I I mean uh, that that I think you nailed it with that with that little monologue. Um, um, yeah, I just I was like I, I have to boil this rage into yeah. like four or five sentences here. So. It's it's funny because I like I wasn't like viscerally angry at this movie. I was just like I think I was just bored. Like this movie was just boring to me. Like nothing happens. Like like there's just no energy. There's like it, the whole movie to me was just so flat. Like yes, at least yes. at least with like you know I, I know neither of us particularly enjoyed uh she's all that but like there's an at least that like there's an energy to that movie you know yes um, the people making she's all that seem to be enjoying making she's all that yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and like and and this reminded me of like uh, you know uh, this might be a rough uh, uh, analogy but like it reminded me of like the worst of like the the studio meddling superhero movies right like where like you just don't understand any of the plot mechanics things just happen on the screen like yeah like you said like characters come and go they like weave in and out of the movie like you know it's almost like oh well the script says that we have to do this thing now so like okay now we're doing this thing and it's like um so Agreed. it was like yeah. many dc uh comics yeah it felt like where... suicide squad or yeah. something like that where it's like 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 did did anyone talk about what they were doing before making this right like did, were, was anyone on the same page about the tone or you know the 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 themes of the movie like yeah the, it just it was a mess yeah yeah and 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 and, and i guess it's just for me like I agree with you. I, initially, I was bored, but then as thing after thing kept happening in this movie, that <laughs> just, just got angry and angry. Yeah, that just didn't make any sense. Like the, with the cherry on top of that film of the propaganda film with the Nazis, I was like, uh, yeah. the Nazi part was the part where I was just like, all right, now you've really gone and done it because, like, it wasn't it wasn't offensive. It was it was offensive. It's like that Seinfeld thing. Like I'm offended. I'm not offended as a Jewish person. I'm offended as a comedian. Like yeah. <laughs> when the guy is he, he converts to Judaism for the jokes. Like it's the same thing with this. Like I'm not offended as a Jewish person. I'm offended as a person who watches movies and who has eyes. You know, like yeah. this is offensive. Who, who enjoys who enjoys stories with a beginning, middle, middle, and end. Yeah, yeah. even <laughs> shitty ones, right? Like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. No. That, yeah. that 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 like that last film. Yes, uh, 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 amongst many other things, it is emblematic of like the problem with the movie is like, yeah, like in any other movie, right? Like, I feel like they would have used that film as the linchpin of Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier, like realizing why they're meant for each other, right? Like, yes. he would have cut a movie like a like a cheesy rom com showing their like 
banter and like him watching them from afar and like you know like showing their progression of their relationship and then they both watch it and, and maybe, then they become yes and maybe it makes yeah, it clear maybe, that one of them's like the the friend was the bad guy who tried to uh, tried to yes. get him to kiss her like you know exactly yeah like it, it exposes the villains for who they are it exposes the love for what it actually is and then like ultimately like that's when they realize like they were meant for each other and blah 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 right like like a yeah. like a normal movie would do that. Right? Yeah, this didn't do that. This just honestly, and not only that, it, uh, talk about like characters coming and going. That little thing happens, and then the kid runs out of the th uh, the studio, and he doesn't get in trouble, and nobody cares, yeah. and it's just like. But like, yeah, even like even the setup in the very beginning of like these three friends being like pranksters, right? Like, there's no payoff to that, right? The payoff is that video, but then like the video is just like mean spirited, and like it doesn't do anything for the plot, really, right? Like it just. <laughs> oh god this movie is just such a it's just so insulting to like movies everywhere it really is um all yeah. right let's let's play the box office game uh yeah. it cost eight and a half million dollars to make this movie um mm. it came out october 1st of 1999 yeah what do you and think? i was <laughs> and i contribute and i contributed to this box office gross, at least 13 dollars so. of it is from brian you yep. um yep. what do you think it made at the box office uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that it probably it probably doubled its production budget just because I mean eight million dollars is not enough so yeah I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess it made fifteen. Okay, you're in the right vein. It was a, a, according to Wikipedia, quote unquote, a moderate box office success. It did twenty two mm. and a half. Okay, um, so yeah. I I don't know if that's technically a win for you, but you're on the right path, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's do um let's do Rotten Tomatoes. Uh. This one only has fifty thousand ratings. Uh, it did not. It did not cr uh, cross the the two hundred fifty k plus uh, threshold. Yeah. So on the tomato meter, what did this movie get? Uh, whew, tomato meter. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. General critics probably did not enjoy this. Like you know, similar to you and I. So I'm gonna guess twenty twenty one percent. Okay, again, I, this one is very close, 28. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, 28 to All me, right. and again, I, I, this is where I would make the obvious joke of like, 28 seems too high, it's about 50% yeah. too high. But <laughs> in reality, yeah, this, this feels like, a lot of times, right, when we get to this part, it always feels like they're a little too harsh, right? Yeah, um, sure. But this one, I don't think they were harsh enough because it's bad. First of all, they don't really like rom-coms anyway, we've learned, right? Yeah. Teen right. rom-coms are not the stuff that uh, that the tomato meter is no, definitely eating not. up, so to speak, right? And yeah. then you have one of the worst executed ones, maybe of all time, and <laughs> it's still only got a 28%. Like, right. How is that Yeah, because, like, like, I think, I think, oh, yeah, totally, right, because I think, um, right, She's All That, I think, was in, like, the... 30s or 40s right so yeah i yeah. mean it's uh, it's it's i guess the thing it has the nicest thing you could say for it is that it's not really problematic in any way like it's not no no it's like yeah it's like it's 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 very vanilla in that in that sense yeah she's Agreed. all that but, was hold on it's, it's 40 percent. so yeah i mean but like it's like the old idea of like uh, when you talk about contracts in basketball or baseball or any sport like if lebron james is making uh, you know, player X is making twenty million dollars. LeBron James should be making you know fifteen times that because he's that much better. Right. Than that yeah. Guy. If D'Angelo Russell is making yeah twenty five, then yeah. Yeah. LeBron LeBron's James worth like seventy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And that's what I think of with this movie. Like, if if you're saying she's all that is forty percent, then that means that Drive Me Crazy is literally like a four a four to six percenter. I mean, yeah, because it's right. a tenth of the movie that she's all that is, and she's all that stinks. 
So, yeah. um, <laughs> all right. Uh, do you have a letterbox for me? So here's a, a review from Letterbox that I think you'll you'll really appreciate. Okay. Uh, it's 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 a, it's a little long and there's some f bombs. Uh, so uh, h- here we go. So it's it's from uh, from a user named Nora, and uh, she just starts <laughs> the the review starts with five question marks. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a good start. Yep. Uh, it, it continues. Uh, I was gonna make a joke about frosted lips with dark lip liner in this review, but then the ending happened. And then five more question marks. <laughs> if you don't want this movie spoiled, don't read ahead. But we need to discuss this bonkers final scene of this film. <laughs> All right. So here's here's the lengthy part. <laughs> the main characters get to adore and kiss goodnight. And there's this very classic cinema orchestral score that just comes out of nowhere and feels tonally wrong. Then the girl's mom emerges from the boy's house, clearly in po- post-coital button-down belonging to the boy's dad, <laughs> who follows her in finding their children in a lover's embrace. The parents announced that they're all moving in together. I should mention this is the first time we've even learned the two adults are involved at all. <laughs> There's this moment of slight confusion. Then the two leads say they're going to go discuss this in the treehouse, hint hinting that they're going to go smush face, and the movie ends. <laughs> what in the F-U-C-K? These teens just ignore the fact that their parents are fucking and that soon they're going to be quasi-step-siblings? <laughs> what? They're not affected by this news. I'm so stressed out and I need a sequel. I need to know what the fuck happens to these people. What the F-U-C-K. <laughs> I mean... uh, t- by the way, two stars. <laughs> How is that two? That's what I mean. Like, is it two out of a hundred? <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. I mean, uh... it is true. I mean, also, just from a logistics standpoint, they live right next to each other. Why do they need to move in? Right, like ostensibly they, <laughs> ostensibly they bought those houses. They've lived there their whole lives with the kids. They don't, That's they, a the, very good point. The yeah, why are, would they? So- the houses are paid off. Why are they just keep your own houses and go across the the, the lawn? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One could be like the summer house. Yeah, yeah and it, it doesn't appear as if either house is in disrepair either. So it, uh, yeah, every yeah. part of it. Oh my god. Woo! All right. Well. Uh, any closing thoughts here, or are you ready to wrap up? What do you think? No, I mean, I think we, I think we emptied the bucket on this one. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Uh, let's see. This movie is not available, I don't believe, on any free. It's you have to have a subscription to a couple of different places to be able to watch it, as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, I know. I had to rent it for three dollars. <laughs> oh boy, Brian, <laughs> Brian, sweet Brian. <laughs> That is a rough one. I'm sorry to hear that. I did not have yeah. to rent it. I can't say specifically where I got it from, but let's just mm. say I didn't have to rent it. Um, next week, we're actually going to be doing one of my all-time faves, and it is. I'm already nervous about possibly coming up on the wrong side of the uh, the coin flip. It's Ed mm. Burns' She's the One, a 1996 Ooh. rom-com. I am on board for everything that Ed Burns has done. I've read the book. I love the movies. I've seen the movies that nobody's seen. I'm all in on him. Um, Brian, have you seen uh, this movie? I have, and I also uh, love it. Yeah, so I, I mean, too am nervous about getting the, the <laughs> yeah, dislikes. Yeah. All right. So that will be next week. She's the one. Uh, you can watch it. It's available on a couple different platforms for three ninety nine. So I, I actually own it on DVD. So if you want to come over to my house, we can watch it. Uh, Ooh, if you want to do that, yeah. Any no, that's also an offer to anyone that's listening, uh, as well as you, Brian, because that's how much I love this movie. Uh, for Brian, I am Scott. This was Drive Me Crazy. Watch it. I actually no. Don't watch it. Wait till she's the nah, one. <laughs> nah, yeah. And we will catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>